It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts, partly sunny today with a high of 51, lows in the upper 30s tonight with mostly cloudy skies. Or keep those clouds around on Thursday, drive through the first half of the day, or bring some showers in by the evening with a high of 54. Showers continue into Thursday night with lows at 43. And sunshine headed back in on Friday, but colder. Highs only near 52 degrees. Currently 29 degrees in Lynchburg, 30 in Roanoke and Salem, 29 in Danville and Bedford and Amherst, 30 in Appomattox, and looks like it's going to be a sunny day, so that's a, a good thing. Well, this morning we are uh, pleased to have on the line with us uh, a parent from Temple Christian School, Wynoa Mason Thompson. It, did I say your first name right? Winoa. 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 Yes, ma'am. Winoa, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, you are, are one of several parents who have been very upset this week about a decision that was made by Temple Christian Schools. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yes, ma'am. So as a parent, um, I've been a parent at Temple Christian School for many, many years and discovered um, early this week that they were going to be letting our principal go that we've had for years. And honestly, just mind-blown. Like, it just comes as a shock to us. I just, I can't believe it. Um, and we're just, we're searching for answers. We just want to know, you know, what is going on. Like, she's the lifeline of our school. You know, a principal stands a very strong position. And we're just... Look, we let have me, lots of questions. Let me ask you, um, how old are your children? My son is 15. He is in the high school, uh, okay. ninth grade at Temple Christian, and my daughter is eight. She is in third grade. Okay. And you uh, say you've also taught uh, in, the, in the past, and you sub some now. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I taught at Temple Christian School for two years. And I, we're back. My son's in high school now, so we wanted him to finish out at Temple Christian School and got my foot back in the door. I just, I love their program and what they stand for. Um, but this just doesn't seem to go along with their lines. <clears throat> so um, I understand that there is a meeting tonight that is taking place. Is that correct? Yes. As, as far as I know, um, we have been told... Um, the pastor that made the decision to let her go um, will be announcing his decision to the church tonight. So we as parents, um, you know, will plan on being there tonight to see why he made the decisions that he made and hopefully get some answers and what's the future for Temple Christian School. Right. So um, I know a lot of people who who have had kids go to temple uh, my children also attended temple um, both in the elementary and then in in high school it wasn't a good fit for my kids in high school because they had uh, other interests um, like vocational interest and things like that that they they couldn't provide uh, but I did speak with several students last night who are applauding this decision have you read any of those comments from the students I have not. Um, you know, I, I, I was busy yesterday. I actually subbed there all day yesterday. And everything that I saw and witnessed, you know, was just everybody is, 
concerned and wants to know what's happening and kind of, you know, we don't want to lose our principal. Um, so well, I have not heard the other end of it, and okay. I'm completely open to both sides. You know, and that's tonight. We've heard one side of the story. Let's right. hear, you know, what is going on and what is the direction. Um, so I am open all right, I'm gonna, I, I'd like to share a couple of the things that I learned from the students that I talked to, just so that you are aware of them, and maybe you can ask the questions in this meeting tonight. Um, okay. Some of these kids say that um, that Temple was very cliquish, that if you weren't in uh, in with the, the families that were popular, both with the church and the schools, that, that they felt like some kids were picked on, uh, that children were believed over other children, um, that it was Miss Sweat's way or the highway, that, um, that, that there was a lot of that type of thing going on, that they were taught in the younger schools to be kind. But then when it came to high school, um, they were taught to say rude things and if someone didn't agree with you religiously or politically or morally, and some of these kids say that they're turned off from church and they'll never go back again. I mean, these, as a Christian mother, and I'm sure you feel the same way, that's that's concerning. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of people are saying that. So that's certainly an answer that I would think everybody would want to have. But now you said you were a teacher there. Did you witness anything like that? Um, you know, in all honesty, I didn't seem, I didn't feel that I fit in at first at Temple Christian School. Okay. Um, I really did think, you know, that I was different and I kind of had the same mindset, but it took me really walking through the school and getting to know each and every individual. Um, Temple Christian School is a school of faith and is a church of God and very loving you know, but at first, I thought, I'm not good enough. I'm not fit to be here. But in all honesty, I had to check my heart. It was me, you know, that just the enemy was trying to fuel my head, and I needed to learn and grow in my faith and my faith walk. Um, and after going through the process of teaching, and then I even pulled back, you know, I resigned, but I did that for my children and my family just nothing but love, mm -hmm. nothing but love from that school and from the, you know, Mrs. Sweat, you do what's best for your family. And then when we decided to come back, you know, it's open arms and welcomed. And I honestly wasn't sure how we were going to be welcomed back, but we were welcomed back with open arms. Okay. Um, you know, so the clickish part, like, I don't know if I like, I don't understand that because I was worried about my son coming back and being in high school and he doesn't participate in the um, extracurricular activities there. We have so much going on outside of our, you know, our personal life. And he has loved it, and he has done great. Um, you know, in the schools, different now. We, I do see where they have, you know, invited a lot more students. Obviously, when COVID went down, you know, Temple acquired a lot more different families. Mm -hmm. So. You know, my concern and question would be, are these new families that's kind of come in and are not feeling comfortable? And if so, I say we because I feel like I'm a part of Temple Christian School. What can we do to make that better? Right. right. You know, because we do want to have open arms and welcome, you know, and be loving. 
by no means do I want to think, you know, someone thinks of like a hypocritical Christian. Well, I do you know, think and there's a lot to be learned. Um, yes. And I think there's a lot to be learned from from these children. Because I, I will say this, none of them were the same age and they all told the same story. So oh. to me, that rings true. So yeah. so that here's an opportunity to come in and learn and grow so i I really pray that 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 happens because um now more than ever people are looking for opportunities to educate their children uh in in you know ways that honors the the values of what that family believes and what the bible says so um keep us posted on how things are going um and nothing but good thoughts for you and your family Uh, i hope you get lots of answers Thank you so much, and just be praying for the future of Temple Christian School. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. Uh, Winoa, did I say that right? That's correct. Thompson, thank you so much for joining us here on the Morning Jam. So, uh, difficult uh, conversations. There's some questions that definitely need to be asked. Uh, We got a, a text in that says, good for you for asking the question about clicks. With my training in private Christian schools and churches, I hear this a lot. If you're not in with the pastor or if your family doesn't donate as much as they should to the church or the school, then you're not included. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Do you have anything to say on this subject? 866-916-3776. Do you think um, this was the right decision? Do you think these children that uh, have these things to say should be heard? Um, Have you had a good experience or maybe not so great experience with a a Christian school that you can relate to some of these things that are being said? Uh, It's an interesting conversation because our Christian schools need to step up and provide for sure because there is a a lax in our uh, and our education system, and a lot of people are turning to private schools where they were relying on public schools in the past. So we'll be back with more, including some updates on those flights. The FAA says they are on it. Fingers crossed. I'm glad I'm not flying today. Life is a highway, and you might want to be taking it instead of a flight. Will be taking it right <laughs> That's now. That's exactly right. Uh, the U.S. Uh, FAA is suffering a nationwide technical outage, and uh, order airlines to pause all domestic departures. Now, at this point, they're saying until 9 a.m. We will see if that threshold. Forty holds. minutes. Uh, and counting down. So uh, they say it comes as a result of the failure of the 
FAA's Notice to Air Mission System, which alerts pilots and other personnel about airborne issues and other delays at airports across the country. That sounds like that's important, doesn't it? The outage continued with no current estimated time of resolution. Uh, The FAA stated Wednesday morning. Now uh, they are saying everything's delayed until 9 a.m. and they're performing final validation checks and repopulating the system now. I would be very nervous if if I was flying today. Uh, Some functions are starting to come back online. Most airlines had already chosen to ground their own craft due to the system's failure early Wednesday. Uh, So far, 400 canceled flights across the U.S. Tracker also showed more than 1,150 flights within or out of the U.S. delayed. And United Airlines says they're grounding everything until at least 10. So we'll see what we're taking all bets what do you what do you have are you down for nine o'clock or you think it's going to be later i am just uh glad i don't have to fly today and i'm glad my mom doesn't have to fly today because she's uh she flies tomorrow because she, well, didn't even she know. hopes yeah she hopes she, <laughs> she didn't hopes even know be. about this i had to tell her right so well there is a, a airline stewardess with quite the following on social media and she offers travel tips that you might not know that's her series and she revealed while, why if you're traveling within the United States, never accept an airline voucher if you're involuntarily bumped from a flight due to overbooking. She said not only are the airlines required to find you an alternative flight, but depending on the length of the delay, you're entitled to cash. It's been viewed over 6.8 million times. She's being called into HR even as we speak. Uh, To industry experts, the tip is common knowledge, but to everyday travelers, it can mean the difference in a $150 flight voucher and $1,350 in cash. Yeah, I take the cash. Good to know. That's somebody you might want to follow if uh, if you're flying any. So Golden Globe Awards. They were last night. They were last night. And, uh, you know, we all know Eddie Murphy is, he's a funny guy. One of the great, Got a little bit of Mount, a potty mouth. Mount Rushmore but, comedians. <laughs> well, he was showing off his comedic skills last night at the Golden Globe Awards. Uh, apparently, well, we'll, we'll let, this is the end of his speech on the Golden Globes. Let's take a listen. I want to let you know that there is a, a definitive blueprint that you can follow to achieve success, prosperity, longevity, and peace of mind. It's a blueprint, and I followed it my whole career. It's very simple. There's three things you do. just do. These three things: pay your taxes, <laughs> mind your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name. Um, he was the 61 year old was accepting the Cecil B. DeMille Award for outstanding contributions to the world of entertainment. Uh, and after giving his somewhat subdued address, he signed off in classic Eddie Murphy style. That was a great moment. Sorry, it was. That was just funny as it could be. I love him. He's just, he's so funny. Mount Rushmore comedians. He is. And look, so who else would be on there? 
on the Mount Rushmore of comedians. So you got to include somebody older. Richard Pryor. Really? I would say, yeah. I, Dave Chappelle. See, you're you're showing your age now. I would have to say, I would probably have to say Steve Martin. I love Steve Martin, but also somebody like Bob well, Hope. You'd of, have to I'm have Bob Hope or Comedians Milton Berle. But yeah, there's so many. It's going to have to be a really big mountain. If you're George Carlin get belongs on. on that list. Mm. Um, be considered. Like even if you want to go modern, you can go Kevin Hart. Um, you can go. I I think Kevin Hart belongs on. Uh, under consideration, um, Rogan, Joe Rogan, to a degree. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. He's, maybe Bill Burr. Bill Burr would be a good. I mean, Jim Gaffigan over Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah. I don't think of Joe Rogan but as I'm being a thinking, comedian. I'm also thinking of like their impact. Like more people know Rogan, but that's because he has a, a podcast. Yeah, yeah, but that's not really has to do with with comedy. I mean, you the, and then you've got all the. These, you know, these like, great. If you look at the history of comedy, there's Robin so many Williams, people, yeah, who's um, just so, so great. But uh, Eddie Murphy showing us why he's Eddie Murphy last night. It was it was classic Eddie Murphy, for sure. Uh, we're going to go back to the phone lines now. This morning, uh, is it Dale? He finally gets his chance. Okay, Dale. Good morning. Well, thank you for having me on your. Radio station this morning. <laughs> You're there, my obligatory one. Thank you. A day is done. I'm over with that. But it wasn't. It wasn't sincere. <laughs> Only four more to go. <laughs> you didn't say it had to be sincere. Oh, hold on a minute. I got to throw a log in my wood burning stove <laughs> so I can be environmentally conscious. <laughs> is that what you're calling about? Is your wood burning stove? Well, that just made, you made a comment earlier about that, but I. You kind of took some of my glory because I do the same thing y'all do. I don't cut down live trees. I just cut down trees that are dead or blown over in storms. And on 15 acres, that's plenty. And that's that's the way it is at our house. I mean, when there's more than enough. We don't have to to cut down any trees in order to do that. Right. No, no, I don't. I don't cut down live trees or firewood. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's jump on the comedian list you were just talking about. Oh, Trey, Trey, Trey. <laughs> He's oh, young. My gosh, what can we do with a little teenager? He just doesn't know comedy. Oh, so who the would you say? Comedians: Carol Burnett, Red mm. Skelton, uh, John and Belushi, uh, yeah. Dan Aykroyd, yeah, <laughs> Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. Let's do the whole Saturday Night Live crew from the seventies. Well, and, and like but then there's was some born, even, but even before then, though. Um, I'm talking more stand-up comedy than anything else, though. Well, so's he. I mean, a lot of those folks were stand-up comedians. They started up that way they, before they were Fair. anything else. Um, and then I'll you, take. I'll and take. Who was the guy? Who? Oh, who was the guy that? I, um, shoot, Rich Little was hysterical. Yeah. He was funny. Johnny Johnny Carson was hilarious, and you know Don Rickles. That's than, who I was thinking of. Don Rickles yeah. is hysterical. He's so funny. You don't know who Don Rickles is. I know who Don Rickles is. Like I know these people. I'm not like crazy. I just I, I, I thought I picked. I thought picking did, Richard Pryor pick. was like do? not dating my age. <laughs> I like how we're having this conversation, and Dale, I'm assuming he's talking to his wife, trying to figure out people's names. Well, I was trying to remember the other comedian she met. Comedian she met on an airplane once. A little pole jumper from we lived in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania then. And uh, she met Rodney Dangerfield was on the plane, and he got a pack of peanuts from my son because he wasn't feeling well on the flight. Aw. 
That's nice. Oh, you got everybody penis, she said. Every, no, we <laughs> <laughs> We're buying penis Oh, she for said everybody. he collected everybody's. He collected everybody's penis and gave them to my son. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's not the same at all. And we haven't mentioned any of the blue-collar guys. We haven't mentioned Foxworthy or or any oh, anybody yeah. Larry in Larry the Cable Guy? Larry the Cable Guy. I think he's really funny. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll take almost all those guys over. Oh, come on. Hart. Hart is not I love funny. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is hilarious. He is so funny. They're obscene. They're funny because they're obscene. Mm. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with you on yeah, that Yeah, try one. to be funny without being obscene. The clip you just played of Eddie Murphy, I mean, What's come hilarious? on. You can, you know Tim the Allen one, is funny without being obscene. The one that we haven't uh, mentioned that would have been mentioned a few years ago, Bill Cosby. Nobody talks about yeah, Bill Cosby you, you anymore. Yeah. Isn't that put sad? That, you can't put that on the list. But isn't that sad? Because for, for decades and decades, he would have always been in the top five comedians. And now people can... Yeah, that's... It's sad. That's another subject. I believe he was railroaded. He was he was just getting going with that, you know, what he was doing the work that's trying to work with young black teenagers about being responsible and um, he was really starting to touch the hearts of them. And all of a sudden, this pops up 30, 40 years later. That I've got a documentary that I'm going to send you that I watch because I kind of felt like that initially. But after you see how many women told these stories that are so crazy similar and i don't know i, I think it's absolutely true and i think it's well, they all got about together it. and wanted it's some so money sad. yep it's pretty sad <laughs> thanks for calling in this morning we've got to get to break and we've got your local headlines your regional headlines coming up with kimberly from wdbj7 and we'll be back on the morning jam It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Partly sunny today with a high of 51. Lows in the upper 30s today with mostly cloudy skies. Or keep those clouds around on Thursday. Drive through the first half of the day or bring some showers in by the evening with a high of 54. Showers continue into Thursday night with lows at 43. And sunshine headed back in on Friday, but colder. Highs only near 52 degrees. Currently in Danville, 31 degrees this morning, 31 in Appomattox and Amherst, 32 in Roanoke and Salem, 31 in Lynchburg and Bedford. And it looks like we have quite a bit of sunshine pretty much everywhere. So that's a good thing. So we've been talking about just the dire situation with, of homelessness in many parts of the country, including San Francisco. Uh, on Monday, a viral video started circulating of a man in san francisco hosing down a woman sitting on the ground in front of barbarossa lounge on montgomery street with a hose in hand the man starts spraying her directly in the face as she shouts and tries to shield her body from the oncoming blast of water in the video the footage drew outrage with many appalled by the treatment of the homeless 
in the situation, um, Golier, uh, Collier Gwynn was later identified. It, initially, it was associated with the lounge, and the lounge came out and said, look, that is not, that person does not belong to us. He's an art gallery owner that has a gallery nearby. He told the San Francisco Gate he'd do it again. In that situation, the street was being washed, he says, and she refused to move. She started screaming profanities and becoming belligerent. Gwen, who owns an art gallery next to the Barbarossa Lounge and is not affiliated with the bar, uh, and at the point uh, uh, that the cleaning of the street was more in, uh, in front of her, he said. Gwen added that the woman had been in front of his building and adjacent businesses for two weeks. He said he called the San Francisco Police Department up to 25 times seeking assistance, and the person was told by officers that uh, from the San Francisco Department that she needed to move. In a statement, the police department said that officers responded to the hosing incident Monday as a possible assault, but both Gwen and the woman declined further police action. Um, I understand the frustration. Uh, well, I don't know that I do. Under, I don't know that I could possibly understand. You're trying to earn a living. You're trying to run a business, especially if it's an art dealership. You want to have, you know, everything looking as nice as possible. And you've got homeless people in front of your business. And if the city's not doing anything about it, and I'm not saying what he did was okay. It's not okay. But I do understand that he is just frustrated at this point. The lounge owner said that he found out about the now viral video by people tagging his business in the comments thinking he was involved. Unfortunately, this happened in front of our business. They're assuming he was affiliated with us. He is not. He added that he and other business owners have called the fire, the, the police department to try to get assistance for the woman who has blocked the entrance for several businesses. I mean, they have a huge problem, particularly in San Francisco. Um, and I, you know, how do you even begin with rents and stuff going up? It's going to be even worse. You can tell that a lot of these people have just taken everything they possibly can out of their apartment and are trying to keep up with as much of it as they can. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. <laughs> Dale said providing a service, a free shower. Stop it. Uh, Dr. Harb is weighing in on the flying. He says, hey, Janet, flying is about 20 times safer than driving. Please fly for your vacation in February. Is it though, really? Even after everything's been shut down and all the chaos? I guess it is. He word there, it's... wait a minute. He word there, he said the flying. He didn't mention fighting in, the, oh. <laughs> oh, fighting in the airport while the delay happens. Yeah, he didn't mention traveling with my Mark, who is, although, I mean, he's he's a nice guy, but he doesn't he doesn't take anything off anybody it's so it can get a little interesting think about this it's a stressful situation and you're confined in a box with strangers yeah and you can't go anywhere once you get you know past what? security you can't like leave get fresh air and come back right 
Have you ever looked like in a car? You can pull off, get out, take a take a break, and keep going. Right. Have you ever looked at the old planes from back in the day? What they look like? No, but they were. I mean, they had they had two levels. Oh they yeah, had yeah, little yeah. Big seats. They had lounge areas. They had places you could go and play cards. You. Could, I mean, it was it was like and a now they're flying. Like, it was like, like a cruise ship in the air. Then they realized they could make more money by putting more people in. They're like, we got to fix that. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I just, I hate it so much. I do want to fly. You Can know this... you prescribe me something, <laughs> Dr. Harv? I just need two. I need the good one stuff. For, one for a round trip. I need, I need one to go I need down the good stuff. and one to come back. Yeah. Inbox me later. I mean, we'll talk. There's a, I mean, you get CBD. That would help. That calms you down. Does it? I don't. Yeah. Does it? But is it? Does it's it like do the opposite a, on some people? It helps with anxiety. Oh, okay. Well, I get I, so I, anxious. Like I know people that either smoke weed or or do CBD. That like that's that's the reason why. Is I will say when I anxiety. when I was going to uh, Mexico, there there was a baggie of gummies <laughs> in the back. I don't know if they were like just for a toddler. Or I didn't see any toddlers back there, but I was, I behaved myself. I stayed up front, but it wasn't easy. Uh, here is a, a story that, I, that is, it's a frightening story. And, and the reason it, it drew my eye is I've had many, many conversations lately about the enormous wait times when you go to like walk-ins uh, in some cases, uh, some people have been saying things about uh, the emergency rooms and things like that, where it just seems to be so much longer now. This story is out of Canada, and uh, a woman, she's 37 years old, she has died after waiting for almost seven hours to receive emergency care at a hospital on New Year's Eve. Uh, Allison Holthoff. 37 of Nova Scotia was rushed to an emergency room on the morning of December 31st after her condition worsened from what was initially believed to be an upset stomach. Her husband Gunter told CBS News she had been carried on his back to reach the Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center in Nova Scotia at 11 a.m. They spent hours in the waiting room. She was clearly in pain. I had to roll her around in a wheelchair. She couldn't even sit up. Her pain worsened. They waited for more than six hours in the emergency department's waiting room. They were finally able to see a doctor after 6 p.m. By then, the doctor said it was already too late. She underwent a preliminary examination. The nurse asked for a urine sample. She fell on the bathroom floor, could not stand up on her own, her condition deteriorated to where she was not able to sit in the wheelchair anymore, ended up lying in the floor. This is at the emergency room. I told the nurses and the lady at the desk a couple of times, this is getting worse. The security guards brought a couple of blankets out and a cup of water. As they continued to wait, she looked to her husband and said, I think I'm dying. Don't let me die here. His wife was taken to a room with a bed. No medical equipment was there. A nurse checked her blood pressure, found it alarmingly low. She then received more urgent care. A doctor came to see her. An x-ray was prepped, but she was unable to breathe. 
Her eyes rolled back in her head. Something started beeping. The next thing, there's a code blue. Even if she would have survived it that long, she had been too long without sufficient blood flow to her brain and vital organs, and it would not have been a life worth living. He says, our system in Canada is broken. We have to change. I don't want anybody else to go through this. I'm afraid this is where American health care is going. I'm very concerned that um, I've seen nothing but a deterioration in our health care system since Obamacare. And I read things like this, and, and it really concerns me. Well, we'll see. I'm about, I'm about to live it because I have to get my own insurance by May. So we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I'm genuinely concerned because you were born with some challenges which, health-wise. Which I will say this. The two parts of Obamacare that are benefiting me the most right now and probably the reason why I have, I will get health insurance are pre-existing conditions mm-hmm. and uh, being on my parents' plan until you're twenty to your 26 like the right. fact that i'm on both of those is is really big has, has helped you right the problem is the overall system has declined to the point to where what are you getting you know it's just it's just difficult i hope i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong and you know I'm, i may not always be right but i'm seldom wrong that's all i'm saying <laughs> there is that you have some great confidence my friend well you know you have to have it to have this job i guess it's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, your Midtown grocer, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and keeping their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Today's recipe is for an Asian style chicken meatloaf. If you love pot stickers, if you love Chinese dumplings, this tastes like the insides of those, and it's so delicious. Now you're going to take a pound of ground chicken, a pound of ground chicken sausage, and I prefer chicken. You can use pork if you want to, but I, I like keeping it lighter with the chicken. Then you're going to add in a half a cup of panko crumbs, uh, an egg, a tablespoon of ginger, fresh grated, or you can use the ginger in a tube, three cloves of garlic chopped, a fourth of a cup of soy sauce, I like low-sodium tamari sauce, a half a cup of onion, finely grated, a half a cup of water chestnuts chopped, a fourth of a teaspoon of salt, a fourth of a teaspoon of ground pepper. Now, I would go easy on that salt depending on the soy sauce that you're using. If you're using regular soy sauce, I would not put that salt in there. Just FYI. Uh, Lightly mix it together just until it's incorporated. Put it on uh, whatever pan that you're using. You can use a loaf pan. I just freestyle mine on uh, parchment paper. Then you're going to put a glaze of a third of a cup each of barbecue sauce and ketchup, some soy sauce, some fresh ginger, and some brown sugar. Preheat your oven to 400 degrees. Top it with that beautiful glaze. Bake it for about 50 minutes until you reach an internal temperature of 165. Let it rest for 10 minutes. Serve it up with some rice and some steamed broccoli delicious find the recipe by going to facebook type in janet's five and dine and you'll find all the recipes that we share brought to you by fnl market where their meats are cut above before you fire up the coffee maker turn on the morning jam the morning jam you're kicking it old school this morning i love this song (laughs) 
Well, we're getting some weigh-in on uh, some of on that healthcare story we did a few minutes ago. We had uh, one texter who texted in and said, "I can tell you what you get when government takes over healthcare. You get the VA." That's disturbing. Bear says, um, "I waited for an appointment at the VA for a year. While waiting, I had a stroke. Civilian hospitals will soon be the same. Get healthy, stay healthy, or die waiting." Ooh, Bear. That's an unusually dark text from from Bear. Normally we we don't get the. <laughs> he's usually a little more uplifting Uh-oh. than that, but okay, struck a chord there. Speaking of bears, a Connecticut family said they were shocked to discover something unexpected underneath their deck. Apparently, a local hibernating black bear. Vincent Doshwick said he and his girlfriend were in the backyard of his parents' Plainville home when their dog started barking at the back deck. My dog started growling. My girlfriend got scared, ran into the house. I turned my head and saw the bear. We were staring right at each other. The family contacted the Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. They said, leave the bear alone. He's hibernating for the winter. They said, just let him be. As long as he's not creating a disturbance or bothering anybody. They've called the bear Marty. And uh, are they just decided to make accounts for him. And uh, they're posting videos of him. Now, here's the problem with that. Uh, normally, I would say, sure, that's fine. But my dogs would not leave him alone. There is no way my dogs would leave Marty alone long enough for him to hibernate. So, I don't know that that would work. I don't know. How do you move a hibernating bear, though? I guess you have to tranquilize them and, and move them. But where would you move them to? Yes, sir. I don't know. I just hope that doesn't happen at, at my house. I guess we have too many woods and things for them to do that. Uh, I've got a, a late-in-the-show caller this morning. Good morning. You're on the morning jam. Hi. Hey, good morning. Uh, the old rocker here. Hi. Hey. You know, you were talking about the health care in Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had a bad incident right here. Well, you know me well, so you know about it. Right. But I had a reaction to a prescription drug. And uh, <clears throat> so I was in the emergency room. Uh, this was Labor Day. Went in the emergency room. I was there for eight hours before oh, I was seen. And by that time, it was so bad, I was admitted to the hospital. Oh, and they uh, gave me a shot of some sort. And when I woke up, my hands looked like there's, uh, when you blow up a latex glove. Uh, yeah, uh, like a hands, mitt almost. Uh, the pain was simply indescribable. It, unlike anything, and I've known pain of, you know, wounds and accidents and things like that. And, uh, but nothing like this. It was, it was the pain from hell. I was screaming for help, for ice, for a painkiller, for something. Anything, yeah. Anything, and the only, the only service they gave me was a bed to scream one. And when uh. I, when the swelling went down, finally, my carpal tunnels had both collapsed, mm. and uh, so I had surgery at UVA. I decided I was through with Lynchburg General. Wow. And. Uh, had surgery at UVA on both hands, and I've got maybe uh, 10% of my, my uh, hands back. But 
you know, it's not just outside the United States. It's it's here, even in Lynchburg. It was just it was a horrific experience, and like you know, life can turn on a dime. It can, and it did for me that day. Well, that I'm I'm sad. I had hoped that that surgery was gonna. I know it with any hand surgery, they don't they can't make but so many promises with it, but. Uh, well, they're not they're not miracle workers and i told them i knew that from the beginning and nerves take a long time to regenerate he said my my damage was just horrific he said he never saw anything like it you know when my hands fall up like that that's when the carpal tunnels were being crushed he Mm -hmm. said it's like a tunnel underneath a mountain and a train going through the tunnel all of a sudden the whole mountain collapses on the tunnel and that's what you were feeling Yeah, that's how it felt, too, like it was crushed by a mountain on my hands. But at any rate, uh, I've been praying that uh, my hands will get well and I can get back to playing bass and and all that. But uh, we'll see. Well, uh, I certainly hope so, because I know how much you love playing and people love hearing you. So Uh, The second part may not be true. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's true. Thanks for calling in this morning. (laughs) I appreciate that. Bye-bye. Oh. Yeah, see, I've heard a lot. I've been hearing more of those stories lately. And and I had a similar situation with, with a walk-in here where I was there for four hours and finally ended up leaving going, you know, call me when you can't. It took two weeks to get antibiotics well, for a UTI. Two weeks. When I, when I first went into the hospital for my gallbladder, remember, I was oh, there. Oh, yeah, I remember. I was... I waited. I got there about seven thirty. Um, I was admitted, maybe three or four hours later. Was rarely seen that night. Was in a hallway for a majority of the night. Got into a room about three thirty in the morning, and I uh, didn't yeah. leave the hospital till uh, about five thirty six. And I came to work. I had to go to work. <laughs> I went from the hospital. I left work. I went to the hospital, and then I came back. And I was here. And, and you didn't really know what was, you still didn't I, really know what was happening. I was just told. You suspected. I was told, yeah, you have gallstones and you need it. You, you don't need it removed right away, but you can go. You just need to, you know, you stick to this diet and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. And so that's Was all that the time you ate like an entire tin of sausage balls? No. That, that was, was after, after your surgery. That was oh, after. Got it. I still think there was probably some guidelines in place, but. No, it just. <laughs> I won't say maybe. I won't say the risk I took. Um, what what could have happened if I ate that? Like what? Right, gotcha. Hey, we want you to do us a favor and go to insaneradiodeals.com. If you haven't checked that out lately, you need to. New Last stuff week on the site. we did a, an interview uh, with some local boxers. There's a um, show coming. I don't want to call it a show. What do you call it? So that's a boxing event. It's an event. Uh, coming March the 18th. It's a Saturday. Turner Gym, University of Lynchburg. And there are some amazing boxers that will be there. We have the $60 bleacher tickets to the Nights That Never Die boxing event. And you can get them for $30. But once they're gone, they're gone. And you're not going to be able to get them anywhere else for that. And they usually sell out. So if you want to take in that event... This would be a great time to do that. There are people coming in from all over 
the country to see this event in Lynchburg. Uh, even some folks coming from across the pond to watch some of these young men fight. So that's one of the things you can check out along with a lot of other uh, Get Air Trampoline Park, Twice and for All, uh, Estate and Home Furnishings, uh, Market at Maine is on there, Southern Roots Hair Salon, Crosswhite Athletic Club, Lynchburg Car Wash, lots and lots of places. Just go to InsaneRadioDeals.com. You help out the radio station. You help yourself to some great deals. We'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to spending Thursday with you here on the Morning Jam. Have a great day. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.